All right, good morning. Today is June the 29th, Monday. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, we had a pretty good one. It was busy. It was a beautiful weekend uh, here in Central Virginia. So, have no complaints. Got to do some things yesterday around the house, fixing stuff up. It's been raining here for so long, we haven't been able to do that much. So, yesterday was a beautiful time to do that. Um, of course, yesterday morning at 9 o'clock, um, we were together and we were able to study Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through chapter 9, uh, verse number 14 together. And um, today what we're going to do is we're just going to reread for context Acts chapter 9, starting in verse number 10. And uh, and then we're just going to work our way forward over the next 10 to 15 minutes. So, if you have your Bible, go ahead and open them up to Acts chapter number 9 and verse number 10, which is where we're going to begin today. Acts, 10, Acts 9 verse number 10. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus. Now, you remember Paul... Saul at this time had already secured letters. Uh, you remember back in verse number two of chapter number nine, uh, he went to the high priest and he desired of them letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men, women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. So Paul was Saul was on his way to Damascus at the time of his conversion. And then we see here in verse number 10, and there was a certain disciple at Damascus who had not met Saul at this time. Saul was on his way to persecute him, <laughs> and named Ananias. And he said unto him, um, in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, here I am, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go to the street that is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. So Saul, this was his conversion experience on the road to Damascus. Remember, he was blinded, and, um, and that's when the Lord came to him and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Good morning, Kevin. Why do you? Why are you persecuting me? And he said, "I'm Jesus, whom you." And he said, "Lord, well, who are you?" And he said, "I'm Jesus, whom you're persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. In other words, you're fighting God." And as a result, he was blinded. They led him. Uh, they led him to a home, and now Ananias has been called forth to go and to meet Saul. Now, what's interesting in verse number twelve, it says, "And hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias." So Saul had already. God had already told Saul that he was dispatching Ananias to come to him. Now he's going to Ananias and make sure um, he's already told Saul that he's on his way. And he's already seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Now I'm a little humored in the next verse because this is Ananias' response and then the Lord's response. Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard by many of this man, how much evil he hath done to thy saints in Jerusalem, he hath he, where he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call upon thy name. So here we see Ananias, he's kind of, you know, Lord, I've heard about this guy, <laughs> and if I understand correctly, uh, he's persecuted the saints, uh, and he was on his way up here to persecute us. 
And then notice the Lord's response in verse number 15. And the Lord said unto him, Go thy way. <laughs> it's like... Um, it's like he didn't even respond to him. He said, just go thy way. Um, and then, of course, he, he explains a little bit. He says, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me. In other words, you know, don't worry about all that. He's a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. Um, so, this marks the beginning of the transition in the book of Acts. And Acts, like I've said, has to be viewed as a book of transition. We are moving from Jerusalem to Antioch. We are moving from uh, a Jewish church to a Gentile church. We are moving from Peter to Paul. We are moving from the gospel of the kingdom to the gospel of grace. Uh, it must be viewed as a book of transition or it's not going to make any sense. Uh, as a matter of fact, if it's not viewed that way, um, scriptures are not going to make sense at work at best, and they're going to contradict at worst. Because what was coming out of Peter's mouth in the 11 was different than what was coming out of Paul's mouth. Peter in the 11 were ministering the gospel of the kingdom to Jews. Paul was uniquely ministering the gospel of grace to the Gentiles. So you have to view the book. And for many years, I was in error and did not catch that this was indeed a transitional book. Um, so notice here, this is, this is the beginning of the transition. And when I say it's the beginning, because Paul is converted and Notice what the Lord says. He is going to go to Gentiles. That was very unique from the ministry of the Twelve. They were called to none but the house of Israel. But he's going to go to Gentiles. He's going to go to kings. And he's going to go to the children of Israel. And of course the body of Christ is made up of Jew and Gentile. However the kingdom is made up of Jew and Jew only. Um, some will contend that this is the beginning of the body of Christ with Saul's conversion. But that simply cannot be the case just looking at these verses. Um, Saul is responding to the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom gospel is the only thing that Saul had heard. It's the only thing that he knew. And he repented. Remember the gospel of the kingdom is repent and be baptized. Well, obviously, on the road, on the Damascus Road, he repented, and now he's going to be baptized, down in verse number 18. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he arose and was baptized. So, Paul is responding under the gospel of the kingdom. As far as Saul is concerned, he was simply being chosen to take the kingdom gospel to Gentiles, kings, and to the house of Israel. Saul knew the Old Testament prophecies. Saul knew that nation, that Israel was a chosen nation that would be kings and priests that would take, um, that would take the good news to the Gentiles. Saul knew that. So there is no, you know, for people that hold what's called a mid-Acts position, 
to say that the body of Christ was born here, I don't think it's here. Now, I do hold a mid-Acts, but when I say mid-Acts, I'm referring to somewhere between chapter 9 and chapter 13 uh, is what I'm referring to. There is a, there's a process here. It, it, the waters get just a little muddy, and we're going to talk about that as we go forth. Because understand, um, there is a time where both Gospels are being proclaimed at the same time. Um, and Saul initially proclaimed the kingdom gospel. That's all he knew. But eventually, God gave him the the revelation of the mystery, which we're going to talk about, probably not today, uh, in which he started to proclaim the gospel of grace, which is the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The gospel of grace that only required belief and not repentance and baptism. So, notice in verse number 16, For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So going with the previous thought, uh, in other words, God responding to Ananias and his objections, he says, I will show him, meaning future tense, I will show Saul what I've called him to. In other words, he doesn't know now, but I'm going to show him. So again, for those who say that this right here is the, the, the beginning of the dispensation of the church of grace, I would disagree. I mean, sure, maybe it's it's a benchmark, it's where it's going to start, but at this point, Saul had not received the revelation of the mystery that had been hidden Christ from previous ages. Uh, he still did not know that. Now, notice in verse number 18, And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul. Notice he refers to him as Brother Saul. Um, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there from his, fell from his eyes, as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose, and he was baptized. Um, now, n I noticed some things in these verses here, as we've been working our way through the book of Acts. In Acts chapter number 2, they repented, they were baptized, they immediately received the Spirit. Um, in Acts chapter number 8, the Samaritans repented, they were baptized, but Peter and John had to come and lay hands on them for them to receive the Holy Spirit. And we talked about why. And here, Saul repents, receives the Spirit, and then is baptized. Is that what the text is saying? I, I don't think that's what the text is saying, even though that's the chronological order of the text. I believe it simply means that he repented, Ananias prayed over him to receive his sight, he was baptized, and he received the Spirit. So, I don't, I don't believe that there's anything different there, um, because um, in verse number 17, it just depends on how you read it and where you put the emphasis, it said, uh, it says in verse 17, And Ananias went his way, entered into his house, putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus that appeared in thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me, that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So, I, you know, that's not indicating a chronological order, in my opinion. I think it's the same as it has been. He repented, um, he was baptized and he received the Holy Spirit. But some people will say that that's sort of a one-off deal. 
but I really don't see that just looking at at the language. Um, and then vote, notice in verse number 19, and we'll stop here. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. So the very people that he wanted to persecute, um, he was eating meat with them and he was fellowshipping with them. And notice it says, and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the son of God. So Saul is teaching Christ in the synagogues. Why is he teaching Christ in the synagogues? Because that's where those Messianic believers were gathering. Okay, they were still in the synagogues. This newfound belief in the Messiah was Judaism. It was not a newfound, quote, Christianity. The people that were in the synagogues were who? Jews. Gentiles did not go to the synagogues. Only Jews went to the synagogues. <clears throat> and it's very important. We're already in chapter 9 of the book of Acts. And these guys are carrying the kingdom gospel to Jews only. And the only exception to that um, won't happen until we get into chapter 10 with Peter going to Cornelius. So we, like I said, we're beginning to see this transition taking place. So Saul was converted under the kingdom gospel, and therefore he taught the kingdom gospel to Jews only. Um, in Galatians chapter 1, verse number 23, and we're going to look at that text a whole lot closer next time, he says, he preached the faith to him, to them he once destroyed. Saul was preaching the faith to them that he once destroyed. So Saul was teaching the kingdom gospel to the Jewish people. Um, now, if you think that Ananias was freaked out by this guy Saul coming to persecute them, can you imagine how tense it must have been in a synagogue with the famous persecutor that had come to persecute, drag you off back to Jerusalem to have you condemned to die. And now he's Brother Saul. That had to have been a pretty tense service. <laughs> well, God bless you. I hope you have a great day. And tomorrow we'll get down into verse number 21. Uh, remember, God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.